I want to caress them. Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. Comic. What's going on, nerds? This is Mike, and uh, we got Ted with us again, obviously. No Vince today. Yeah, Vince just bailed. Yep. He's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm not even going to show up this time. His vagina is hurting. Yeah, leaking orange shit from what I hear. He's at home going, oh, oh. Yeah, poor Vince. Mm-hmm. Must suck to have a sore vagina. Yeah, I mean, it happens when... You're a little slut like he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's reasonable. So, uh... This is the Dragon Ball? Dragon D's Balls podcast, by the way? I kind of forgot Did that. I say that? No. No, it's yeah. It's fucking big whiffa. This is Dragon D's Balls, of course. Um, today... You know, in between, you know, the end of the Cell games and up to where we're going today is which... Is like basically Goku and Vegeta's fight, uh, their yeah. second fight as Super Saiyan twos, and that's really. I mean, there's some there's stuff that happens throughout this whole thing. Yeah, like there's but some I think that's the most consi- considerable event. Yes and, and that, yes and no. Okay. I think the drop off of Gohan is pretty significant. Oh, that too. Yeah, but like there's little there's little tidbits scattered throughout that are interesting, but it's kind of. It's kind of a filler area. Like even even the afterworld tournament's pretty fucking meh. It's kind of silly. Yeah, I mean it, it was cool. Uh, like like the the Pycon Goku fight, super dope. But the rest of it was pretty pretty fillery. Yeah, uh, especially the Gohan stuff. Yeah, you know, and you expect um, with the way that the Cell games end and everything, then you you kind of expect to see. Uh, Gohan take the lead, and that's what they were trying to do with the. But I think they took it the wrong direction. Yeah, it's like I, he was badass, but then he went straight back to like the scholar, or, like going to school and all that crap, which he's got to do. But yeah, he didn't train at all. Yeah, so let's let's do this a little bit different. Let's just kind of recap real quick at the beginning here what mm-hmm. we're planning on covering, and then just kind of branch off and discuss shit. So, like, right after the Cell games, obviously Goku's dead. He's dicking around on Snake Way with King Kai, and then, like, they're they're cruising along, and King Kai wants to make a house. So they do that, then Goku wrecks it, and then they discuss going on to see the Grand Kai, which is where things get promising, but not super interesting in my mind. Like, I was super excited. I remember when I watched it the first time, like, I was super excited for this tournament, um, once they get to the Grand Kai, and then not only the not only was pretty. Eh. Well, not only that, but it introduces uh, more of the hierarchy of the gods. Right. Yeah. So that's and one that's thing. actually really important into Super and everything. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because like going into this, like you know about King Kai, and then you find out that there's a Grand Kai that oversees the four Kais: North, South, East, and West. And then a little bit later on. Um, we get into the Supreme Kai that oversees the Grand Kais. Right. And then obviously Beers, you know, is his counterpart. And and then into the Angels and uh, all that. 
you know. Right. Yeah. So like it's it's super important. Like you get lots of important stuff for the overall story of Dragon Ball, but during all of this, like the action's kind of lacking. Uh, they throw Gohan under the bus, uh, which we haven't quite got to yet. But anyway, so they do this uh, underworld tournament, which is cool. Like some of the fights are interesting. Like it's really they they kind of focused on looking at like alternative ways of winning in a tournament format. Like the dude that got all big trying to push people out of the ring and shit like that. Uh, but overall, like the tournament was pretty lackluster, except for the Goku and PyCon fight. And before we really get into that, because I would like to touch on that at least briefly, an important piece to note is that when Goku first gets to the Grand Kai's planet, um, PyCon's already there, and he gets sent off on a mission to deal with some issues, air quotes, in hell. And those issues are Cell and Frieza teaming up to try and take over hell and find a way to escape. And PyCon shows up and just pushes both of their shit in. Like, like him and King Cold and then the Ginyu Force, too. Right, yeah. Like, And PyCon just fucks them all up. Yeah, like just karate chops fucking uh, Frieza in the neck. He's just like, Bleh! Right, yeah. <laughs> like And like just completely wrecks all of them, Cell included. Cell got fucking annihilated, too. <laughs> Which is a little crazy. Yeah, and like so that's one that thing that I did want to bring up during this is like, that is such a, like, how easily Cell was handled. And, like, I don't know if he lost power going to hell or what their excuse is on that. But, like, assuming he's got his full power and how easily PyCon beat him. Um, that would put PyCon him way above have, Gohan. Right. PyCon should have destroyed Goku in the other world tournament if that was the case. Yeah. Agreed. So, like, that's the thing. Like, there's there's one little hole in the story we've got up to this point. And well, it's two holes. What's because the why the fuck would they still have their bodies in the first place? They, you know, if we don't... Well, you no, only... they, they explain that. It's the the fighters that do, like, super important shit get to keep their bodies and keep fighting and training in the afterlife. Yeah, but not bad ones. They have to be heroes. Yeah, that's true. Why do the hell people get their bodies? That's... They, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but what the fuck? They should have never had their bodies because, like, later on during the boo stuff... When Vegeta dies, he loses his body. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. And then when they wish him back and whatnot. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch that again. Yeah, he doesn't get to keep his body. Oh, okay. But yeah, so then, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense for, like, King Cold, Frieza, and Zelda. I'll keep it, and the Ginyu Force. Oh, God, my so, nose I mean, is like, fucking running. They got to keep it for story convenience, I guess? Yeah, it's more of a device to just show Bicon's abilities right yeah which is kind of the whole point of that entire section is just to show that PyCon's on a whole different level than goku which is a shame about PyCon because you know we like we said the other world tournament is kind of meh it's really silly and kind of even goku describes it as like a circus yeah like there's like, like none of the fighters that he fights with the exception of PyCon are actually powerful Right. They have like they have these weird gimmicks to help them win in the tournament <laughs> format, but they're not actually powerful fighters. Like special abilities that they're born with. Right. Yeah. That aren't necess- necessarily from training. Right. Was it the the giant caterpillar dude that was like trying to hypnotize like yeah. looking in the eye? That was pretty funny. Like he's like, "Oh, now you made me mad. I'm really <laughs> going to go for it now." He's like, "You're going to be sorry." And then he does his like uh the hug shit. Well, not only that, but uh 
when he decides he's going to go to his ultimate form. And, oh, yeah, he turns into a larva. <coughs> and they're and like, then, oh, how long does it take? He's like, oh, a couple a of hundred years. years. Yeah, whatever it was. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this shit's funny. Goku's like, I don't think I have that long. He, like, kicks it out of the fucking ring. And then there's the little, little fast guy. He's, like, zipping around, and the dude's, like, yeah. worried about it. Mm-hmm. And they go to fight, and he's zooming, and he just fucking stops. He's like, I'm tired. And just falls over. Yeah. I give up. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it's it's a good comedic relief thing, but as far as, like, furthering the story and, like, showing, like, epic battles in typical Dragon Ball fashion, it kind of fell it's short. Not the, it's, yeah, it's not your typical... I chalk, I chalk that up to them treading into new ground and trying to do something different. Yeah. And it, it just didn't... The gimmicky powers just never seems to work. No, nah, definitely as not. As far as... Because uh, you see some of that in the Tournament of Power, too. Yeah, a little it, bit. It's actually a, a lesser version of the Tournament of Power. Kind of. Or really even yeah. the little tournament they do before the Tournament of Power between... Oh, yeah, six and, seven. six and seven. Yeah. It's a lot like that. Yeah, except for, like, there were a lot more, like, actually powerful fighters. And then that little pre- the, the, the little prequel fight to the Tournament of Power was super good, too. Like, where they brought up, um, like, Goku and most of the fighters that were going to be there for the Tournament of Power. Like, they brought them up and all of the other um, destroyers and angels from the other universes showed up and got a little show. Like, remember yeah, that's to the, get them excited. That was between the two universes. Right, yeah. So, like, Six that was, that, that was a, a, a much lesser feeling thing than what the other world tournament should have been and still had much cooler fighting like there weren't a lot of stakes to the other world tournament it was to celebrate king kai's death which i thought was pretty funny yeah that's good shit he's all pissed <laughs> off about that yeah they're like the other the, guys yeah, the other guys fuck with him the whole time it's good stuff uh also uh let's talk just for a second about the roles of the guys so they basically section off um, so each universe will have their Kai's, obviously, and then each, well, so, like, each, uh, quarter of the universe is covered by a Kai. Right, so, so that's what I had a question. So, like, you have the Grand Kai, and then above them, the Supreme Kai's, right? So uh-huh. is, is the Grand Kai in charge of, like, the entire universe? He's overseeing yeah. the four Kai's that cover the entire universe, or is it, like, a galaxy level? I don't remember. I think he covers, um... He covers the four Kais, and they cover each section of the universe. Um, I don't really know kind of exactly what the role of the Grand Kai is, because you'd think his job would be what the Supreme Kai does. But right. I think maybe he just takes a more direct, uh, has a more direct eye on the Kais, and the Supreme Kais don't pay that much attention to the to the kai's right so like the supreme kai's are supposed to be the direct counterpart to the destroyers right they're the creators mm-hmm. so well creators i don't know about that but they're definitely the they're overseeing creation right they don't they aren't necessarily <laughs> the ones making shit but they're the ones overseeing and like making sure and they definitely overwatch like the time rings and right so, yeah, and then, like like you said, the four Kais, north, south, east, and west, kind of overwatch their section of the... of the. I still, I'm still not clear of whether it's the whole universe or just their galaxy. It's the universe, because each... 
uh, each uh, Kai oversees the collection of galaxies. It would be like a quarter of the entirety of that universe. Hmm. I, th- I feel like they kind of missed an opportunity on that then. Like, it would have made a lot more sense to have, like, galaxies split off into four Kais, like three yeah, or four Kais. Yeah, but then Kais, you, would have a, then... you would have way more Kais. You would have hundreds of Kais per universe. Yeah. I, I don't see a problem with that, per se. I don't either, but then it gets messy. Well, yeah, messy, but... Um, well, I mean, I guess they accomplish much the same thing with doing, like, the multiple universe thing. So... Yeah. Like, as far as, like, having other people to fight and people of varying power levels and shit, which is what they get into in Super, I guess. So, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, they just step it up with with the the Supreme Kais and then the, and then the Destruction Gods and, and then right. obviously the Angels later. Yep. So, well, at the same time as the Gods, but... Yeah, and then they get into... What's the, the Grand Angel's name? What the hell... Uh, grand Grand Priest, Grand Priest, Grand Chancellor, some shit. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see like him actually fight. Yeah, I'm hoping but that you we know, get to see it someday. Me too. Well, and there was a lot of speculation that he might end up being the big bad during the Tournament of Power. Like, cause you really? almost expected something to happen, like in like in what we're talking about. It's like the tournament wasn't, you know, it didn't really play out, which we'll get into. Which but tournament? The one, the Tenkaichi tournament that everybody goes to when bef- right before Majin Buu is released. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like that's one tournament that doesn't even get to see its way to fruition because it, you know, it's a, it's a steering device mechanism, to yeah, yeah mechanism to bring about Majin Buu and everybody together yeah and what's so there are some really cool parts to that tournament though like it was really fun to watch Goten and Trunks just like roll through people and then their fight and like what the rest of humanity thought of their power yeah like that was actually that was one of the cooler fights of this arc before Majin Buu well Goten and Trunks's fight was good yeah that's what I'm saying like it was super good like I enjoyed the shit out of that. And then, like, both of them cheating and going Super Saiyan when they weren't supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was definitely good stuff. Like, But before we're... we get into that, let's okay. go, let's pedal back a little bit. Like we said, we're going to, um, so first of all, we get to the, like we said, the out- other world tournament, and let's talk about PyCon, um, like you said, it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to be able to handle Cell the way he did. Definitely Frieza and everybody else. That's fine. Yeah, the Cell, the Cell thing, the way he handled Cell just puts him in a like several tiers above Goku at that moment, which doesn't make a lot of sense because when they actually fight in the other world tournament, like they're pretty equal. Well, he did. He doesn't necessarily have to be way stronger than Gohan, but definitely equal and just having the. Uh, mindset of just ending the fight quickly because he had to him cell isn't anybody he doesn't even know who cell is right yeah and gohan was so, much more like during the cell games gohan was fucking with cell right like gohan gohan had the power to just squish him like a bug he probably could have finished him pretty quickly and then so probably in a similar way to PyCon does but it's still 
lends to what you said that then even if he's only as strong as Gohan, he still should have wiped the floor with Goku. Right, yeah, because Goku doesn't go Super Saiyan 2 during that tournament, does he? No. He does the Super Kaioken. Well, yeah, which is super cool, but that's one punch. Yeah, he only like, that doesn't account it. for his speed and his power the rest of the fight. Mm-mm. So that's that's a bit of a gap, but that's okay because the other really important thing that we get during that fight is the very first time that Goku uses instant transmission mid-fight for that Kamehameha, mm-hmm. which is super fucking. So dope. that's actually pretty important. That fight with Pycon. Uh, Touching on like what we say about levels of mastery and just different yeah. uh, uses for their abilities. And it seems like in tournaments is when you get those crazy uses of abilities. Right, yeah. Or in like some of the big bad fights, you see some of it. But a lot of those, like a lot of the like Cell and Majin Buu, like it's, you don't see like these crazy combination of techniques for the most part. It's really just like fuck with them, fuck with them, display a power, move on to the next chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one thing that I do like about some of the tournament format shit. It's it's happened in this one where you get that instant transmission Kamehameha. Um, you get some other interesting shit. Like the first time you see, obviously, like the K.O. Ken used extensively, extensively while he's in Super Saiyan, and he's in Super Saiyan God and uses K.O. Ken on top of it. Uh, during the the it's, first little showdown, Kepler. yeah, no, before that, because he used it against um, God, what the hell is that time skipping dude's name? Oh, Hit. Yeah, he used it against Hit during the first tournament, which was just Beerus versus his brother. Like it was the the wager tournament. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you just see way more of that cool shit in the tournaments in general, or obviously you see weird shit in the movies too. It's like but... I guess they're freer in those moments, maybe, and they have more time, like more chance to try new shit well yeah because I, I think there's a lot less pressure too in the tournament format because it's you know the only pressure is to win whereas like when you're fighting somebody like cell or boo it's like we can't fuck around or our planet's gone which they fuck around anyway well yeah like every time yeah that's true you know then that that actually is a good you know the whole reason boo is released is because of their fucking around yep and they just don't care yeah, but I mean, like they want him to be released to um, some like Vegeta and Goku. Yeah, I like could, they know them fighting will release Boo, and they do it anyway. So maybe, maybe that actually plays into why they kind of backseated Gohan a little bit, because those two are all about the fight, right? And Goku Gohan's, and Vegeta both. Gohan's not. It's hard to write it into Gohan's character to make him train. The yeah, way. the only reason he ever trains. And improves is because somebody for, wa- like saving the world or saving somebody he loves, or somebody talks him into it. Right. So it's like he's never, never he never wakes up and goes, "Oh, I need to train." So, which is funny because like when he was like before Cell, he was like that though. Like he wanted to train. Yeah, but for a reason. No, even even before that. Well, I guess even I guess when he was a kid, he wasn't super into it, was he? No. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, he never really has been, like, super into. It's always been something he was forced into or, like, something he had to do. Right, and he always gets roped in because of his, you know, hidden potential, which you really see unfold during Dragon Ball Super Superhero. I think, yeah, the the first stage of him unleashing that was Super Saiyan 2. No, I think... Like, fully? I think the first... 
you can go back to the beginning, like against Raditz. No, I know, but like I'm that saying was like, like the first hint of what the fuck. Yeah, I'm saying, but the first time it was actually part of it was unlocked fully. Was yeah when he was Super Saiyan two. So he gets during the Boo fight. He gets uh, Ultimate Gohan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not we're not getting that far today, but I just not to, today. Yeah, but yeah, I just want to remember where that was placed. And that one, that's actually pretty cool. I I do like that form, like where he's not Super Saiyan. He's just yeah. His old, it it plays into Beast. Like what we yeah what we talked about. It's like the lesser, ver, like uh, the beginnings of Beast. Yeah. Because he's not Super Saiyan and Beast either. Nope. He's just Beast. God, I hope they do something more and with that. I love how we talked about uh, him becoming Super Saiyan 2 and like that cockiness coming about. Yep. And that, you know, yeah, and that the- love for the fight almost. And then it's him letting go and letting the Saiyan side of him take over. Yeah, what's interesting about that is I can't remember any instance like of him being like that. Like in when he's ultimate Gohan, he doesn't do that. And he doesn't do it in Beast. He just fucks shit up and moves on. Yeah, he didn't fuck around. Yeah. So that's so that's interesting. I wonder So like the Super Saiyan route is I don't know, for him, if it's potentially more power, it's kinda hard to tell. Um, like, if he had trained, like, Goku and Vegeta, do you think he would be as powerful or more powerful? Or do you think it really took him unlocking after that, like, ul- hybrid form? After Ultimate Gohan? Uh, or like, you mean after the tournament? No, after Cell. Like, if he had continued on training there and kept going with the Super Saiyan route. And kept training in Super Saiyan 2 and... Right, and then I, eventually I w- getting Super Saiyan 3 and yeah, potentially Super Saiyan God. Like, do you think he would have been more powerful or... Do you think that would have? I don't know. Wait, you, like, you mean more powerful you... when he reached Beast? Yeah, it, like yeah, if... for sure. I mean, I think. I no, think not it... when he reached Beast instead of Beast, because to me, like, if you look at Gohan's his history, like the Ultimate Gohan and Beast thing are a completely different branch from Super Saiyan. I would have. I would think that yes, he would have been. He, if he would have kept training and took it seriously and trained like Goku and Vegeta this whole time, I think that he may have hit Beast without even there having to be a fight that he was necessary. Like if he really trained hard, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know that that's a a level you reach by training. Right. That's my thing. Is like to me, like Ultimate Gohan was unlocked by the Supreme Kai, if I recall. Yeah. And Beast is something that he hits in desperation when Piccolo dies. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, that's a completely different path than Super Saiyan. You could Super say Saiyan. the same thing about Super Saiyan, though. Goku may not have ever hit Super Saiyan just training. Right. But, like, like but you were I saying, don't, I don't like think Super that's... Saiyan 2 Gohan was a completely different Gohan. Well, it's a completely different Super Saiyan 2 than normal 2. Yeah, but like how it like the Saiyan side influenced how he thought so heavily. Like I wonder what the difference would have been if he would have continued down that route. I don't know. He like, definitely would have been fucking ridiculous. Well, yeah, and also you could throw Trunks and Go Goten into that too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to 
seeing what their future is. Because just in this little arc, you can already see the beginnings of some fucking awesomeness coming from those two. Well, and and I, I don't love how even into Super they've been backburnered so hard. I know. It's like they started off at such a high level, and then they just kind of like they're planed out, and they just don't do anything. Right. Yeah, and like they get their they get go tanks right during the boo fight. Yeah. And that's basically where they stop them. Pretty much. All the way through Super. Pretty much. Which sucks. But maybe we're looking at, like, they're the future. Like, we've talked about with Goku and Vegeta becoming uh, Angel and Destroyer. And Gohan and Piccolo kind of taking the mantle in place of Goku and Vegeta. Then Goten and Trunks are the obvious choice to keep for Piccolo and Gohan to train to be... Right. The, the next generation after them. Right. So our great-grandchildren still have some shit to watch, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, dude. You asked me the other day how I would feel if I'd ever got to see the end of all this shit, like if I died. Yeah. And I never got to see the end, and yeah, that would suck, but I would also love for the show to just continue on and on. Yeah, I agree. Like, I I love, um like, the little, like, the one-hit wonder type movies or, like, a one-season show that you get here and there, like... Top Gun's a great example. Like, it's a standout movie on its own. You don't need more. Like, the sequel was cool, but it's not like you felt like there needed to be more. Whereas something like Dragon Ball, like, you just want it to keep going and going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't get enough of the universe. And, like, there are several other things that are like that. Like, I think seeing uh, both before and after stuff for, um, like, Game of Thrones. Like, that's another universe that they could continuously expand on and make super good. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Dragon Ball keeps going well well into the future. Me too. And I think uh, for now, at least, there there's no end in sight. Yeah, definitely not. Like, they're still making the manga. They're getting ready to do the next season, air quotes, of Super. Uh, like, I think, what, April 2023 is what we heard? Yeah, it's not far away. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. But we're going to get that one episode a week trickle shit again. Oh, I know. Ugh. It's going to drag on me. You know, it's funny, like Vince was talking about, and Chelsea, she gets to experience a lot of this stuff, like the MCU, and she got to binge everything. She came in at the ass end of stuff and then was able to just burn through and never had to experience that trickle. Yeah, see, I kind of cheated with Super. <clears throat> Ooh, like that trickle. Oh! Yeah, mm-hmm. like I kind of, I kind of cheated with Super. Like I think I watched like the first sixty or seventy episodes, like as they were coming out, the subtitled ones. I remember. And then, like, I just kind of tapered off for whatever reason. You and were too then... busy playing WoW and shit. Yeah, that's probably true. I think you were preoccupied with other things. Yeah, so I finally just got like tired of the weekly trickle, and then once all of it had been released on with the dubs then i went back and watched it all like i watched the entire dragon ball super in like 10 yeah, see, days See, that's the other thing is when it was coming out it wasn't even dubbed i was watching it all in japanese yep yeah with the subtitles so which i've done uh the dvd set i have and i'm sure on any streaming service that you can uh watch the subs or dubs and i actually liked i i watched the entirety of dragon ball z in japanese uh, at one point, just to see it in its purest form. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't done that. I've only seen dubbed Dragon Ball Z. So, like, subtitled, I watched some of GT subtitled, and then, like, the first half of Super subtitled. 
but Z I've only seen the dubbed. So like for me, uh, like when I started watching Super with the subtitles, like the super high pitched like original Japanese like Goku's voice actor being a woman, like that was that was weird uh, to adjust in, to at the beginning. Rest in peace. She passed away pretty recently. Yeah, how long ago was that? Uh, I want to say around six months ago, maybe. That's crazy. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um. So getting back, we let's talk. Like like we said, we we're at the end of PyCon. Goku's fight. That fight is interesting. It goes pretty well. Like I said, you see Super KO Ken for the first time, and you don't see that again until much later. Yeah. Into Super and all that, which is I like that that he's like playing with the idea mm-hmm. there, and it's like nothing significant. It's one punch. Yeah, and then the same thing with the instant transmission, just like a one-off. But the way that Goku yells, Super KO Ken. Yeah, that was like super a, cool. And then fucking and then uppercuts he just the fucking shit out of Pycon. His jaw. Yeah. yeah. Like, pretty, it was pretty sick. Yeah. So the other interesting thing that we should probably call out about the other world tournament was, like, the stakes, right? The whole point of that other world tournament was the winner got a private training session with the Grand Kai, which was this huge deal. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, it's a huge deal. But you're but also getting the Grand Kai's perspective at the same time. And, and he's, he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. He's... These guys are strong. <laughs> he's like, all right. So you guys. Uh, so just to get to the end of the PyCon Goku thing, like, basically what happens is they both touch out, you know, basically the out of bounds area like the ceiling in this arena at about the same time and disqualifies them both. But he's like, oh, you guys are both awesome. You guys can both have a training lesson, but you're going to have to wait two or 300 years. Yeah. And like in his own mind, he's like, that'll give me some time to brush up. (laughs) Like, yeah, because he's, you know, just a party dude and he fucking don't even. (laughs) Well, not only that, but it gives an interesting perspective on just how powerful Goku and PyCon really are. And how, how much the gods don't see like mortals coming up as as far as right. strength goes. And like you you think about that, like the Grand Kai in theory should whoop the shit out of north, south, east and west kai's, right? Yeah, sure. So like King Kai, Goku would fuck that guy up in a fight. Yeah. Like even at the point like the end of the cell shit, like I think Goku would whoop the shit out of King Kai. Which is reasonable because King Kai's not really a fighter. Oh, Goku but would But just whoop... like in terms of raw power, like he's already Goku would be able to be uh He's already stronger than King Kai by the time he gets to Namek. After he's done training Which is on crazy the... when yeah. you think about it. Like yeah. so the idea um so let's let's jump way ahead for a second to Super. Like the idea of like Super Saiyan God, right? Like they're the Super Saiyan already surpasses everything up to like a Supreme Kai. I think they even surpass a Supreme Kai depending on the Supreme Kai. Yeah, like so. Looking like at somebody like Zamasu, he was the exception as far as Supreme Kai's go in like fighting ability. Right, and he wasn't even actually a Supreme Kai yet. Well, he, I mean, technically, yes, he is. You know, like, I mean, yeah, he killed somebody to get there. I'm, I'm just saying, like, he's that race, whatever they are. Right. So. Yeah. And they're they seem to be similar to the angels in the sense that they're one race or they're created all the right, same. Yeah, it'd be interesting to like if they did like a. Some kind of almost like documentary release, like explaining like the angels and the Kais. You know what I mean? Because even King Kai sure and the other Kais are similar to each other. I'm sure there's some on YouTube. Right, but I want something official. Like, theories and shit are cool, but 
I'd like to see something official from the creators. I'd prefer to just see that story unfold in the in the like in the in the show. Right, but do you honestly think they're ever going to touch on like where the angels came from or where the guys came from? Maybe. That well, maybe. all de- that all depends on where it goes and if the fight becomes like a godly affair, like you know what I mean. It already is, but I mean, let's say the Grand Kai or the 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 Grand Priest is somewhere, somehow, or some way plotting against Zenosama to become the the head of the universe. Yeah, or yeah. to take over, and then they have to deal with fighting the angels. Yeah, and that would be an interesting route for sure. Like, I don't, I don't think Weiss would go that direction, but I could see some of the other angels twisting off and being bad guys. But like, the way they've built up Weiss and Beerus is they are, they're actually good guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, like even Beerus isn't like a like he, yeah, he does what his role requires. Right. Yeah, he's a destroyer and all, but he's not like. Maybe at the beginning, and maybe that's part of Goku's influence. Is like at the beginning, he was pretty cold, and like just shows up to destroy a planet just to see if he can see something that came from his dream. Like when he's looking for Goku, you remember that. Mm-hmm. So like at the beginning, he was pretty cold. Um, Whis, I don't think has really changed much, but Beerus has definitely grown and gained some humanity through his interaction with Goku, and in, in specific, I think. Yeah, and I don't see the angels ever doing that, to be honest. No, like, they're... So that that actually makes me feel like we will never see the Grand Priest's true power, or maybe never even see an angel's You know what I would compare power. that to? Like, f- just for an analogy for some shit we've already covered. Like, I view, like, Whis and the other angels almost being like an android, right? Where they have their orders and they stick to it. I was it. just thinking kind of the same thing. Is like they're not programmed to be... Right. Whereas... Like if they're created, maybe they're made without any of that malicious intent at all. Right. And, and they're just not Beerus capable of like, it. He'd be closer to like Android 17. I don't... Th- yeah, like the Destruction God. That's the inter- interesting thing about the Destruction Gods. Is they're unique in the way that it seems like... They are recruited into that role. Yeah, I, I don't uh, think as it mortals, seems that way. As I think mortals, it's clearly, like, clearly depicted. As like they are that. the the strongest, some of the strongest in their universe, as far as like normal fighting power, and then they're recruited to be trained as a destruction god. Right. As opposed to like the Supreme Kai's, the Kai's, angels, uh, angels. They all seem to be born into that role. Right. Which is or created for that role? Yeah, which is interesting. Like, like I said, I'd like more background on that. And that's kind of yeah, that would be interesting to hear the reasoning behind, like not creating your destruction gods. In the same way you do the other ones, maybe it's like you have to have some kind of mortal uh, mindset, and yeah, and that that aggressive streak. Right, but at because the same if time, you look like at, all of the mortals were supposedly created by the gods too, right? Well, sure. I mean, life in general. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they wanted to create, like, a perfect destroyer, maybe that's the thing is, like, they need to create a lazy destroyer, essentially. 
Yeah, one that's not going to get too fucking nuts. Right, yeah, just be like, oh, all powerful, I'm going to wipe out all the shit. And lose their shit, and like, that. Right. we were talking about that as far as like finding a destruction god, if you're recruiting one. We're getting way off base, but whatever. Yeah, that's If right. you're recruiting a destruction god, and then you would want somebody like Frieza or uh, Beerus. Vegeta. Or, not Frieza. I was arguing against Frieza. I think Frieza would be a not good choice because then he would scheme and plot to his own ends. Oh, yeah. And try to use that power for something else than what he's intended to use it for. Right, which way in the future, speculation for Frieza Black I've seen some of out there, is that he wants to challenge the Grand Zeno and take over all the universes. What a fucking retard. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if like he, still, he trained for like a few years and got strong I, enough I to fuck I don't care how strong out. he is. If you challenge Zeno, all he has to do is make you not exist. Yeah, that's true. But if you wipe out Zeno before he can make you not exist. Yeah, you get the drop on him and kill yeah, him. Yeah. If you can, kill him. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we did we did stray quite a ways. That so. is interesting. So, uh, other world tournament, yeah, leaving leaving that, then you get into the Gohan stuff, which I don't want to get too much into. It's just fucking lame. I'm, I do want to touch on how disappointing it is. Well, yeah, the, the, the drop off in power, but we, we kind of went over why, why they did that. Like they can't, it doesn't, they have to do something that makes sense in Gohan's character. And what makes the most sense for him is to not train. It makes more sense for him to pursue other things go to yeah, school like as disappointing as it is for us like it it does fit his character really well like even looking at like earlier iterations of him like and i i, I imagine like yeah they wanted to get rid of goku they wanted to put gohan at the front seat and uh it just didn't work out and then as they got closer to this boo thing um, I think, yeah, they were, they freaked out and leaned back into Goku because they didn't want to lose their audience. Yeah, that, that's reasonable. Like, I, I hate that it went that way, part of me. Me too. But there's also a part of me that likes just seeing Gohan come out of the woodwork and just be like, fucking bam! Yeah, and then also, it's like, where do you think it would have gone if they didn't bring Goku and Vegeta into it? Yeah. So, the... Or at least Goku, if they left Goku completely out of it. Yeah, the interesting thing, like the reason that I'm like on board with that idea that they were planning on bringing Gohan up initially when they were writing the Cell games was because they left Goku dead. Uh-huh. Like he was supposed to be the step in. Yep. And I feel like this is forever ago at this point and I don't I don't remember back then, but I'd be willing to bet that at least part of the reason that Goku makes a comeback later on was due to fan backlash. Yeah, it's it's fan service. Yeah. Which really sucks, because the great Saiyaman stuff is just goofy as fuck. It is. Like, every uh, time he also, does a new pose, also, I just want to punch him in the throat. You know what makes... It makes a lot of sense, too, though? Like, that even makes a lot of sense? Well, if yeah. You, if you look at, like, Gohan, all he went through was... Especially on Namek, when they fought people like the Ginyu Force, and that had to make a huge impression on him. Yeah, that's when true. When he was a kid. Yeah. So well, it was funny about the great Saiyan thing is he thinks well he, he looks he's always cool. kind of second guessing himself but he thinks he's cool as fuck. Yeah, he thinks, And everybody else is like That's like his, yeah, they're like he's like what do you think? And they're like uh fucking you, you fucking uh, serious, dude? Yeah. Even Piccolo's like what the fuck? Yeah. 
So that's that's one thing. So like the the other world tournament, then leading into like the Great Saiyaman and Gohan going to high school and like getting his first girlfriend, but like he still has that drive to protect people, which leads him into the Great Saiyaman. Mm-hmm. Like, but at the same time, like it's really just like like a twenty episode comedic skit, mm-hmm. and you don't actually start getting into like the core of Dragon Ball Z again until um, they all get back together for the Tenkaichi tournament. Mm -hmm. And they start doing that. And like you, you get like the cool, like the junior tournament where like Goten and Trunks just wreck shop and destroy everyone. How long do they train for the tournament? For the Tenkaichi tournament? Yeah. Because around then they, Everybody decides that they're going to go to the tournament, right? Right. And then yeah, but they're there all they're there all wasn't very much lead up. They're like, at all like talk- maybe a couple of weeks. No, I know, but they're talking about it. And then Goku's like, "Oh, I think I'll join too." He just pops in in everybody's heads, and he thinks he says he feels like he wants to go too. Yeah, and like I must have missed part of an episode somewhere because I don't remember exactly how it was decided that he was going to be allowed to come in and do that tournament. Like, I must have been not paying attention. I think something. that was part of just his sacrifice and everything he t- he's done. Right, but, like, where did he find out about it and decide he was joining? Like, I don't I think recall we, that part. I think he just eavesdrops here and there with King Kai. Oh, okay. That would make sense. But, yeah, so Goku gets to come back for a day, and, like, the the hype train that they build for that is when they do the drawing for the placements – like the very first fight that Goku and Vegeta get is each other, mm-hmm. and like obviously, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Right? Obviously, like as an as a viewer, you're like, "Fuck yeah, this is gonna be awesome," and everything falls apart before they get there. Before we get into that, um, there is a key point of training that you see leading up to the tournament. Oh, where Goku's doing the weight training? No, oh. that where you see Gohan teach. Goten and Videl how to fight. How to or fly. fly. How yep. to fly. Yep. That's pretty interesting because it shows that little more subtle use of and control of energy. How he like gets her to make the little ball of energy between their hands first. Yep. And then manipulate the energy to fly later. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time you actually see somebody learn how to fly. Like before, do you, do you not see Goku and Krillin learn how to fly no. in Dragon Ball? They don't learn how to fly until. Oh yeah, Goku doesn't even know how to fly until he's on the way back to fight Vegeta. When he leaves somewhere, when he's training with King Kai, he learns how to fly. But they never really talk about. They don't it. ever show it. No, huh? Okay, well, yeah, that's interesting because like flight is such a like pivotal part. Of the entire show. And you never like see any of them learn to fly. With the exception of Adele and Goten. That's right. And yeah, Goten just picks that shit up. Oh, like, and obviously. He's fucking zipping around and. Obviously Pan now too, but she. Yeah, but that wasn't. Learned nobody, a little different. Nobody taught her how to fly. She just kind of did it. Yeah, they kind of did in the movie. Like they didn't really teach her. They encouraged her, but. Oh, well, see, I didn't watch that movie. I watched the show. Yes, you did. I'm talking about the Beast movie, Superhero. I'm gonna have to. I don't remember that. Remember, like she can't fly, and they're like that's big part of the movie was her learning to fly. 
Yeah, I do remember that, and I remember calling that out as bullshit because yeah, we in the we show, filled that in though. We, we filled that. It's like you're freer as a baby, and she okay, just yeah, tapped I, into I, her yeah, abilities. Right, yeah, I remember that. And then when you start using, we, we fanboyed it away. I got it. Yeah, well, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes sense. I know. But um, yeah, so yeah, like that is pretty important. Like Videl learning how to fly, and like seeing how fast Goten picked it up. Um, along with like him being a super saiyan. That's funny. He learned like, he was a super saiyan before he could fly. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's like, what I'm saying. Like the whole fucking keeping Gohan and Trunks on the back burner. Why would Gohan or go to fuck? Why would Goku and Vegeta not grab their youngest and t- force them to train with them? <sighs> I think that goes into like skipping like, ahead Chi-Chi slightly. Like, Right, well, skipping ahead slightly while they're going through Bobbity's ship. Like, King, or like the Supreme Kai was like, aren't you guys going to help Vegeta? And they're like, no, Vegeta fights alone. And Goku's like, honestly, I fight alone too. Like, I don't remember the exact lines in there, but like, it was called out as both of them fight alone. And the Supreme Kai was fucking freaking out because he's like... Right, yeah, and then Vegeta just fucking wrecks that dude. And they're like, it's fine. Yeah, but that's before he, yeah, he sees how fucking strong they actually are. Right, which at this point, like, I honestly think, like, we were talking about, like, their comparison to, like, the Kais and the other gods. Like, at this point, I think they could fuck up the Supreme Kai. Oh, yeah. Like, just wreck his day. Oh, with these. But uh, here's another thing before we get too far away from the tournament. You know how when Goku gets to the other world and they're talking about how long some of those people have been training? Right, like thousands of years? And they're really, they're not even at that crazy of a level. Like, consider if Goku and Vegeta trained for thousands of years. Like, what the fuck? Like, they would be rivaling, like, the Chancellor dude, you know? Yeah. Or beating him. So it's like those dudes been training for thousands. It's like somebody like PyCon. He's been training for like a few hundred years. or Yeah, at a minimum. I don't think they ever call it out specifically. But like he's been training a fuck of a lot longer than Goku and Vegeta. And that sucks also about PyCon. Is like after this, you never see him again. Nope. Other than in the Janemba movie. Right, uh, the but Fusion the... Reborn. But that doesn't count. Like it's Right, but at the same time, like you think about it, like... Goku and Vegeta and Goten, Trunks, Gohan, Piccolo, they're all on a completely different level than PyCon. And you got to think, like... Like, they might have crossed paths while they were close, but, like, if he'd been training for thousands of years or hundreds of years even, the fact that Goku was on par with him after, what, 30 years of training is just fucking insane. Yeah. So, like, in terms of, like, fighting potential, like... The Z fighters just outclass PyCon. So him being left behind kind of makes sense, but it does so. Well, I think uh, I think he's a character that could have been tapped into later in Super. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like during the Tournament of Power, he could have been came back. They could have went looking for him, found him, and he could have been at a whole fucking new level since he's been gone for so long. Yeah. And then they go, holy shit, you're fucking stronger than ever. Yep. And like he could have been part of the Tournament of Power, and that would have been sick. Yeah. Oh, one more character call out while we're talking about the other world tournament. That the big blonde dude, I don't remember his name. Oh yeah. Uh what was his name? Yeah, I don't remember. But, but he, anyway. they were saying he was the basis of all your like uh le- like your demigod like the legends like Hercules. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Like they named, you know, Mr. Satan Hercule, but 
like that guy, the blonde dude that fought in the other world tournament was actually the reference for like Hercules and several other legends, supposedly, yep. which I wanted to call out just because like I love like the historical tie-ins or legend tie-ins. Yeah, it is. It's not a crazy one, but it definitely adds a little something. Yeah, definitely. And he's got the look too. Like mm-hmm. he's like comparable in looks to like what Disney did with Hercules. Yeah. For the cartoon, you know, so. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool, too. But anyway, so getting past the Otherworld tournament, past the great Saiyaman stuff, like that's kind of, like we said, just like a comedy skit. And there are some important pieces in there, like him training Goten and Videl how to fly. But like where you start getting back into like the bread and butter of DBZ is like when they get At the beginning of the tournament. Yep. And then you get, uh, what are the two guys' names that Bobby's using to gather energy? Uh, Spoke, Spo, Spokovic? Yeah, Spopovich and, yeah, uh... Yeah, that's it. I don't remember the other guy's name at all. They were, like, some Russian guys. Right, yeah, like, I legit just watched this, like, two days ago, and I don't remember the other guy's name at all, so he must have sucked. It, like, talking about, like, those two, like, his fight, the big guy's fight with Vidal. Yeah, that was actually a really fucking cool that's fight. That's one of the most brutal fucking fights in the whole show, and I think yeah. it might be because she's a girl. Like, even subconsciously, you're just just like, like, trips you over a little bit. And, like, the most, probably one of the most fucked up parts of that is, like, he's about to ring out her and then catches her at the edge so he can keep beating the fuck out of her. Yeah. Like, that is just brutality. And then she still gets up and keeps fighting. It's particularly brutal, that fight. Yeah. So that, um, that does lend itself to what we've discussed before with, like, Goku and Vegeta picking two of the strongest women on the planet. Like, intentionally or and not. And Gohan did the same. Yep. Like, Videl is, you know, cut Pers- from the Personality-wise, Videl is very different than Bulma and Chi-Chi, but still oh, yeah, she's insane, a fighter. insanely strong. Well, not only that, but extremely strong-willed. It, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. More than just, like, physically strong. Like Right. Like, I don't give a fuck how strong you are. You get my son home for dinner. Right. Right. Like, that kind of strong. Like, yeah. Well, it's like I saw a meme. Where it was like, uh, you know, Batman's the boss when everybody flies around in his right, ship yeah, and they right. can fly, and, and then it shows actually flying. Then it shows Bo- and shit. It's like, <clears throat> and then it's fucking uh, Bulma, and then it's got Whis, Vegeta, and Goku flying around in yeah, her exactly. little. Yeah, exactly. Like three of the most powerful beings in existence, and it, she's flying them around. Yeah, you know, like making them right when her. all of them can get there faster on their own by a by yeah, a far margin. Few of them can just fucking teleport. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But they do it anyway because they know yeah. she's the fucking boss. Yeah, you don't fuck with Bulma. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> you let her wish for that bigger ass. Yeah, yeah I mean. For real. <laughs> like, yeah, that is interesting. That I think that's a, you know, there are consistencies in the show, and that's one of them is, like, that they have to have a strong-willed woman like you to be a Saiyan's wife. Yeah, and even for Trunks, like future Trunks, um, that girl that he's with, it's the same thing. My? Yeah, same thing. She's super strong-willed, too. She's one of my favorite fucking characters for some reason. Yeah, she's a cool character. I like her a lot. Yep. Like Even when she's a kid, she's strong-willed. And that's actually one of the better couples in the show is Trunks and my... Like, they actually, like, fully connect. Whereas, like, they, like, like love well, each so other. So, to be fair, like, Videl and Gohan are pretty close. Like, I, I think, think they, they connect really well. 
but like Goku and Vegeta, Vegeta and Bulma have that like silent, yeah, deep love. Like you know what I mean. Like uh, Vegeta has that tough guy exterior, but he's a big teddy bear when it comes to his family. Right. Yeah. And Goku and Chi Chi, I think that's just Goku being bent to Chi Chi's will. Honestly. Yeah, you know, she like, forced him to marry him. Right, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to fight, but sure, we can make yeah, babies. She, she fucking tricked right. that motherfucker yeah. all, the, all the way. Yeah. He don't, like, I'm, like I said, I'm convinced she fucking raped his ass. Oh, yeah, bunch. for sure. Like, he don't, I don't even know if Goku would be interested in fucking. Well, I mean, he's got two kids, but yeah, I think. Yeah, that's the two times. Yeah, that's the two times they fucked. <laughs> He's just got strong jizz. <laughs> the seed is strong. Super with this Saiyan, one. fucking shoot it up <laughs> out through her nose and shit. Bukaki, yeah, blast! <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, where the fuck were we? Um, oh, entering into the actual, the Tenkaichi tournament. And, like, we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. Um, they start out with, like, the junior division and Goten and Trunks are, go, yeah, Goten and Trunks are all and pissed that's off. That's a whole new, kid division. yeah, that's a new thing in the tournament, too, is the kids division. Before right. that, they they had one, one bracket and that was it. Yeah. So, at this point, like, what do you think power-wise? Like, I think Goten and Trunks could beat the shit out of, like, Krillin, for example. Oh, yeah. Like, which is funny because, like, Krillin's, you know, slated to fight in the adult tournament, even though Goten and Trunks would whoop his ass. And they're all pissed off because they got stuck fighting I don't with the know, kids. I don't know if they would whoop his ass. I think Krillin is much more skilled, and he would maybe find a way to beat them in, like, a just yeah, playing you know, off like, of their mistakes. Fucking blind them and then. Yeah, he them. would do something that uh, would catch them off guard. They would be very upfront and trying to tech. Right, yeah. And so doing like their they're... gimmicky dumb shit. I think Krillin would figure out a way to beat them. Yeah, that's reasonable in a tournament format. Like an all out fight to death, I think either one of them would win out. Not that we would ever, ever see that, but like in terms of like power comparison and speed comparison, I think they, they outclass Krillin already. Oh, yeah. Well, they're so. definitely strong enough to beat somebody like Frieza. Yeah, like definitely. the Frieza that was on Namek, they mm-hmm. could definitely t- handle him pretty easily. Yeah, which is insane because they're seven and eight yeah. during this tournament. Yep. Like that is why I really hope that they do more with those characters in the future. And like, it would actually be really cool um, from like a fan service standpoint to see them lean into the fusion shit a little bit harder. Like I saw a meme. Not too I think long it'd ago. be cooler for them to lean away from it. No, see, I I don't. Or that is their strongest card, for sure. But it's kind of a shitty thing to lean on. I disagree because it it brings a lot of interesting shit to the table, like combined attacks. Like uh, you see with uh, is it Gogeta? I think does like the the Gallic, Is it the Final Flash Kamehameha? Oh yeah. So like you get cool shit like that, or like doing uh instant transmission into one of vegeta's attacks as a potential like i know that we haven't seen a lot of like signature type shit from goten and trunks but there's the potential to build it up and then lean into it super hard with fusions later on i would what i would like to see is i don't what i think could actually happen in the show that would make a lot of sense is yeah, maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense for Goten and Trunks to go train with Vegeta and Goku. 
but it definitely makes a ton of sense for Piccolo to snatch them up and take them somewhere to train. Right, or for them just to beat the bloody piss out of each other for the next 15 years. Yeah, fair. Like, just them training with each other. and like but For them to reach their full potential, to have some legit actual focus training. Yeah. Like, I, I agree, and I, I hope that they do it. But what I was getting to with the, the leaning into the fusion thing is I, I saw, I think it was a meme somebody posted in the comic zone. I think I might have posted it. I don't remember where I got it from, but <clears throat> it was, um, like, the fusions that I want, that people want to see. And it was, like, Goku and Gohan and Trunks and Vegeta fusing, mm. like the father-son fusions, which would be super fucking cool. Uh, but seeing more of that and more possibilities and, like, each of them knowing the fusions and like coming up against an enemy where everybody's throwing their all and it comes down to like, you know, the right to fuse together to have the right combination of abilities to finally beat that person. Do you know why I say like Piccolo? It's because he's the one that teaches them fusion. Is he? The fusion dance? Mm-hmm. They go into the time chamber and he teaches them. Who does he fuse with in the time chamber? Piccolo never fuses with anyone, but he's the only one that pays enough attention to actually be able to teach it to somebody. <laughs> That's reasonable. He's never actually done it, but he's always the one teaching people how to do it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. He's yeah, because the, he teaches Goku and Vegeta during the Broly movie, right? Yep. So well, the fusion yeah. that we get during for Goku and Vegeta during Boo... Is Vegeta. It's the per- Perunga earrings. Or right, yeah, the Kai earrings. That's the... Perunga's the Namekian dragon. I forget the name of the earrings. Patara. Patara. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so yeah, um, they, so that's Vegeta. That's, that's next episode. Yeah, but anyway. Um, we're getting around to an hour. We got 30 minutes, so let's talk about uh, what's been a big part of our focus of the show, and that's obviously Vegeta. This is another big turning point in his um, his character arc. Um, we watch him during the Cell Saga and the Android Saga and him being at peak, like, ego and just being, a dis- like, just not the best person in the world at all. Oh, yeah, definitely not. And then <clears throat> he definitely learned something in the fight with Cell. Losing trunks, and then you know, apologizing to Gohan, and seeing the error of his ways, and then uh, during the time in between that, and then Goku and Vegeta fighting, uh, it's you don't ever see it, but during that time, Vegeta has really settled into the family man. Uh, role uh in the in his in the best way he can right. but um and that's a big you see the contrast in his uh wanting power this time yeah like he doesn't <clears throat> want power to have power anymore he just wants to beat goku he wants to be free like right. it's him having a midlife crisis at this point is him right. and instead of him buying a ferrari that, he just trains yeah him seeing that he had lost his edge like that, that uh, will to do whatever needed to be done. Uh, 
and and be damned the consequences. It was him like reaching for his old self. Yeah. This but, was less about him being an egomaniac as it was of him struggling with who he was. Yeah, and like he still has that drive to prove that he's the strongest Saiyan. That is a Which big is, part of it for sure, but I think it's more of an internal struggle of him trying to hash out. You know, he he's like he feels these good, like he feels the need to be a good person, but he misses that free aspect of just being and doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Right. Yeah, and you you get some of that and in not, this, like you're starting to get hints of it. But, like, going into the tournament, like, he even says, um, like, when they're getting ready to take off. So, like, we haven't talked too Here, much about before, the adult side of the tournament. Before you do that, let's pause real quick and right. grab a, a beer. Okay, we're back. Um, where were you at? You were talking... We're, we're leaning more towards the Vegeta side. Right. Okay, so... You were making a point, though. No, I was just talking, I was going to go a little bit into the adult side of the tournament and like a couple of those fights, but really the only interesting one is the Videl fight with Spopovich and then Gohan showing up to kind of save the day, they go get the Senzu Bean, and then Gohan is supposed to fight uh, that other, the Kai's assistant dude, what the hell's his name? Oh, uh, uh, bah, 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 bah. yeah, what is his fucking name? the K, Kabatu... <clears throat> Fuck. Anyway, we suck. We're, Kibido, sh- we're shit Kibido. fans. Yeah, Kibito. That's right. So, yeah, we're shit fans. Anyway, um, and he just wants Gohan to power up. Shit fans. And like, oh. Yeah, exactly. So he wants Gohan to power up. So Gohan does his full power up, and that's when Spopovich and his homie jump in and fucking steal Gohan's power. And this is, like, the beginning of the Boo saga and kind of the whole point of this tournament like you alluded to earlier is to get them all together to set up for the boo saga because they need to steal a bunch of energy to to reawaken majin boo which a little a little story for that if for those of you that aren't aware basically like thousands of years ago there was a wizard named bibbity um that created this monster named majin boo that by was the a, way what Think about the names. Oh, I know. I'll get there. Bibbity bobbity. I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought that was the shit. Yeah, it's funny as fuck. Yeah. But anyway, so like, yeah, like thousands of years ago, like Bibbity created this um, monster that's like wiping out the universe, and it took all of the supreme kinds. This is where this is where your discussion of the hierarchy kind of fucking falls apart. By the way, because it took multiple supreme kais from the same universe to take to get Boo back into his ball the first time. And basically they were worried that like trying to destroy Boo's ball would just set him free again. So instead they left it dormant on Earth and they destroyed Bibbity. Uh but they didn't know he had a son named Bobbity who releases Boo. <laughs> anyway, uh Bobbity uh eventually tracks down Boo's ball on Earth and that's kind of what's going on now is they're working on setting Boo free. And like, there's more detail to it. Like, you kind of got to watch it to get a little bit more detail. But, like, the idea that Boo was strong enough to wipe out all but one Supreme Kai, like, in context, sounds crazy powerful until you 
realize that like later on when they're fighting through Bobbity's ship, like how much more powerful than the Supreme Kai, like Gohan, Goku, and Vegeta all are. So that for them to be able to stop Boo, but it was less about like fighting ability, them stopping Boo at that point, than like coming up with a plan to like, right? You know, a tricky plan to trap him again, as right. opposed to like actually beating him in a fight like Goku does. Right. Yeah. Which is, we'll get to that next episode. Which, That's and also probably my second favorite arc in Dragon Ball Z is the Boo Saga. <clears throat> so also the original Supreme Kai, the big fat one. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on a different level than any other Kai. Like Supreme Kai. Yeah. He's actually on a god level as far as fighting ability. Right, yeah, and we can... I think that's more like relevant. He's comparable week, to, like, Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah. Which is... I, I guess he's, like, the grand... priest equivalent, like, to the Supreme Kai's. Like, he's on... Like, all the angels are ridiculous, but he's, like... Stupid fucking ridiculous. So now that we have the context of Super and, like, the idea that there's the multiple universe thing, right? Like, do you think that they were referencing um, that there were Supreme Kais from other universes in this fight? Or do you think they were all from this universe? Like, what's your thought I don't think we can say for sure. I think they're... That is kind of the confusing thing about Supreme Kais. Yeah. Is why like why would they get old and die and shit? Well, so and but like, that so, can let's fanboy this away and just assume that Boo had already destroyed all the sectors that those Supreme Kai's were in charge of. Okay, making but them not I, relevant I would anymore. say there's one Supreme Kai for each universe, so well maybe or there should be, but I don't know. It's kind of messy. Yeah, I mean that, that's kind of that's kind of how Dragon Ball goes, though. Like they've. One thing that I do love is that they they never bother to, like, try and retcon it. You know what I mean? Well, that's part of the show is, like, you don't ever fully get, like, full explanations on things you'd want to know. Right, but we're still fucking here making a whole podcast about it because it's awesome. Yeah, you kind of just got to take it for what it is sometimes. Yeah. It's like there's, there's some messy story here and there, but overall, real good. Anyway, so the tournament, right? So, like, they they steal Gohan's power. And then they fly off, and then everybody off one by one kind of follows. And they get to where they follow Spopovich and his little stumpy homie, and they find where Bobbity's ship is. And um, Deborah, who is like, he's the king of the demons in the demon realm, comes out with Bobbity, and like, he comes up and he freezes Krillin and Piccolo. Like, he spits on them, they turn to stone. The only way to free them is to beat Deborah, right? Well, and Deborah is actually worth talking about a little bit because he's pretty powerful. They compare him to Cell in strength level. Really? That's it. Well, he's stronger than Cell when they beat him at the Cell games, um, and that's when Vegeta actually starts getting pissed. Remember when? When? Uh, <coughs> Gohan is fighting Deborah, and he's like, he's like, when you were a kid, you could have wiped the fucking floor with this guy. He's like, and now we're sitting here fucking around. It's it's pissing me off because he's not even that much stronger than Cell, and you should be able to beat him with ease. Right. Yeah. But you don't train. Right. And that was like, 
it was almost like that's what started to set Vegeta off. Yeah, that's reasonable. I can see that. But I think he saw Deborah's or uh, Bobbity's magic, like at the tournament, and that started getting the wheels turning. But like the anxiety of waiting for Gohan to beat somebody he should be able to beat easily. Right. Yeah. Let's let's not skip fully ahead to that though. Let's. Let's at least touch Why, on what the do you first. Mean? We're already there. Well, no, but like the 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 slight buildup of the first two levels of the ship. Oh well, yeah, he fight Goku fights the dude that eats light, and well, no, that so, stuff isn't really that important to me. Honestly. No, so it's not it's not important to the story. It's important to like placing their power, like because when they fr- when they first go in, uh, Vegeta's like they do rock paper scissors for fucking ever, which has the the Supreme Kai like shit and bullets. Like, he's freaking the fuck out. And these guys are dicking around playing rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And then Vegeta straight fucks this guy up. Like, no question. And that's when the Supreme Kai finally realizes yeah, and these the level of power the, that these guys these have. These are supposed to be the, some of the strongest people in the universe. And right. And Vegeta, Vegeta just walks fucking, right through him. Yeah, exactly. Even when Bobbity changes the environment. He's not even a Super Saiyan. Right. Yeah, he's just regular Vegeta. And Bobbity. Um, changes the world around them, air yeah. quotes, to beat ten times gravity to give his fighter the advantage, and Vegeta just fucking laughs. He's like, maybe if this was 500 times gravity, you'd have an edge. And he's like, what? Yeah, and then Goku or Vegeta just fucking wrecks that guy. Yeah, ten times gravity is like literally nothing to him. Right, yeah. So then they go to uh, the next area. Um, quick callback, though, while we're here. The... Face off between King Kai and one of the other Kai's. I don't remember which one, but he brought over his new fighter. And it's like, oh yeah, maybe we'll have this guy enter the tournament and beat up Goku. And like, at that point, Goku had like two ton weights on him, and like he's like still fast as fuck, like just training in the air. And the other Kai's like, oh, you know, let's, let's ramp it up. And King Kai's like, fine. What do you say? Ten tons per weight. You know, one on each wrist, one on each ankle. Oh yeah, and it like hangs Goku. He's right, like, and then oh, he goes heavy, and then he goes Super Saiyan, and, and it's then nothing. just fucking yeah, like. 10,000 pounds on each limb yeah. is fucking meaningless to him in Super Saiyan, right? So, like, there's these little these little hints at how powerful these guys actually are through this. And that's why I think some of the buildup of the ship is important before they fight Deborah, just because it gives you, a, like, a human grasp on what kind of power they actually have. Yeah. Right? So, anyway, we can skip ahead to the, the, the <clears throat> Deborah shit. Like, the second level is basically the same shit. They fight somebody, they fuck them up. No big deal. Yeah. Move on. It, it, it kind of just shows how prepared Goku and Vegeta are and how unprepared Gohan is. And yeah. that's that contrast we were talking about, is Gohan is back to being li- almost useless. Almost useless, but still stronger than any human. When he was the most essential person during the Cell games, and that's what's frustrating. Yeah, and like, and it, it, like, it sucks they, watching they, him slide it's, off. It's great to see them write that into the show and see the other characters getting frustrated with Gohan. Yeah. Well, specifically Vegeta. Like, I don't think Goku really gets frustrated, does he? I don't. I don't think so. But I mean, I'm sure it would bother him. Well, yeah, but Go- I, I think Vegeta's the only one that really has anything to say about it, which fits Vegeta's character well. Yeah. So. Well, and then that leads into the reasoning for, and we've covered it a lot in this podcast. You know, throughout these episodes of Vegeta's character arc and. Like we said, his reasoning for doing what he did, and, you know, even when he's in that under Bobby's influence, 
he's, he's still he's, Vegeta. He's still not under his influence. No, no. He he straight used Babidi for an excuse to fight Goku. Yeah. Like, that's all it and came to down to. And to just release his... Rage. Not frustration. His, not even his rage. It's just, like, to be free and make those choices without concern for other people. And he, like, he tried to pretend like he didn't care. But yeah. even under that influence, he cared more than... Well, yeah, like, in contrast to the other characters, like, Deborah, even. Like, he's king of the demons in the hell world or whatever, right? Like, even he is under the full influence of Bobbity, and Vegeta is still Vegeta. He basically was like, give me some power and a little bit of mental freedom, and I'll fucking go. And he, but, but I'm still me. That mental freedom, I th- I'm saying, though, is I don't think that ever actually affected him. It was in his own mind. Yeah, that's, he was like, I "Oh, I got it now," and then he let himself go for a second, but the, he still gave a fuck. And I, I will say that like Majin uh-huh. Vegeta is one of the coolest looking fucking characters ever. Like I fucking love the styling. He's for definitely him. one of my favorite. I don't want to call him characters, but I mean, obviously, he's variations. Still, yeah, variations of Vegeta. Yeah, like the, the only, artwork and I, I for think him was super fucking good. It looks cool. But also, it's that internal struggle that I dig. Yeah. It's like, he is... This is maybe the biggest turning point in Vegeta's, like, character art. When you can actually see from standing right in front of him, his struggle, his internal struggle. Yeah. To where he's like, I, I want to be this good person, but I don't. And I think... Obviously, it leans more heavily towards he does. He just struggles with that because of his past, right? So and I think his and his trauma, and he feels like he's been shat on by Goku. Yeah, and that's what makes their their dynamic so interesting. Honestly, is like Goku is purely there just to get stronger. Like he's a clown, we know that. He's not the brightest crayon in the in the box by any means. Like, he always, like, fighting intellect is fucking insane. Like, he is a super good fighter. Yeah, when it comes to fighting, he's a genius. Right, and he's always getting stronger. And Vegeta is always just, like, that little step behind him. At least and, until into Super, where they're equals, finally. And I right. love that they finally gave Vegeta that. Right, and, you know... It, it always sucked to for Vegeta to be essentially the punching bag, you know, just strong enough to challenge somebody, but always end up being just their punching bag. Yeah, which is really shitty. Just to show like, how strong the bad guy is. Yeah, and it it sucks a lot. And, like, I saw there was a meme posted in the Comic Zone about um, Vegeta using the Super Dragon Balls to um, bring back Planet Vegeta and becoming the king of the Saiyans. We talked about some of that. When? On that last episode with the one before, I think, where we were talking about what if right. uh, they brought back the Saiyans and what would happen if they tried to turn around their culture and make them into, like, essentially a good society that... Kind of like the like Universe 7 ones. That helped, yeah. And then... <clears throat> so, anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, but, like, that meme, like, the part that resonates really well is, like, Vegeta is, like, super proud of the Saiyan race and, like, clearly wishes he was the king. But I don't think he wants it strictly for, like, a power is. thing. I don't think it has anything to do... Like, as far as being king, 
Yeah, that's that's ego. I don't know if that matters so much to him as much as like just being a proud Saiyan. Yeah. And leading them in the best way he, that he can. And that makes him a good person. Right. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That King Vegeta is like his dad. Yeah. <clears throat> it was probably a lot of the same for him, but he was probably more ruthless. Just because about like the way they had to live. Well, yeah, like living under Frieza's thumb had to be rough. Yeah. So. And it's like we talked about. I don't think ne- the Saiyans are necessarily bad people. No. I think they're just. Like they demonstrated that. They're a that product in of the, their environment and what they have to deal with. And like. Yeah. And I think they demonstrated that really well with the Broly movie. Yeah. They were, sub- they were subservient to Frieza and forced into their role. Right. Yeah. Because like you see glimpses of their like day to day culture and they're like normal people. Like yeah, they literally had zero choice. Like, right. So like yeah. They're I, like they're like Vikings or Spartans. And I think the the Saiyans that actually got sent out for like the planet conquering, like Vegeta, like Raditz, like Nappa, like I think they had a skewed perspective because that's the only life they knew was yeah, being that's sent all out they to knew. conquer. Yeah, that's all they knew. Right. So yeah. Anyway, so back to the Majin Buu stuff, right? So, like, they fight through the ship. They end up fighting Deborah. At some point, um, Vegeta gets turned, and he becomes Majin Vegeta. Him and Goku battle it out. And throughout that battle, they gather enough energy to free Majin Buu. And that's kind of the end of what we want to talk about today. But like, Yeah, the we're really... getting down to about the last 12 minutes. So Yeah, I want to save, like, the entirety of Buu for, like, a... Yeah, we're doing... so. We're not going to get through, like, chopping up the next sections of the show are going to be a little difficult, but... Yeah, because, it, like, there's there's a lot more interesting shit going on during the Boo fighting there's, than there is during what we talked about lot, today. There is a lot to cover when it comes to Boo. So, yeah, I think I think that's at least two episodes for the Boo but stuff. Personally. we're getting really close to the end of Dragon Ball Z and close to getting into Super. I know. Isn't that cool? It It's cool, but crazy and... Like, considering how long ago I watched all of this just doesn't feel like it fits. You know what I mean? Like, we've been watching this for, like, what, fucking 15, 20 years? Over 20 years for me. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the idea that Super is still, is as new as it is compared to what we're talking about now is just kind of mind-boggling. Like, they had a huge hiatus there. Yeah, 14, 15 years. Yeah, which is crazy. Like... Mm -hmm. Holy shit. It is crazy. Uh, but I'm also really happy for it. You know, it's a long burn and it, you know. And like you said, would I be sad if I didn't get to see the end of all this? Yeah, for sure. But at the end of the day, I would. it's not just for me. And I would love fut- for future generations to be able to appreciate their own version of this. Yeah, definitely. And then like seeing like the more modern shit and going back and watching the old shit. Yeah, like you know my I mean? son. My son Riley went back, watched all of Dragon Ball Z, or most of it. I don't know if he finished it, Um, but, you know, it's really cool to watch the younger generation get into this, and he's not as into it as we are. It was like a thing he wanted to do to connect with me more, and that was great. Yeah, definitely cool. Um, Squishy Ted's been watching watching a little bit with me here and there, but his attention span's not where it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, it's not the same for them, and I get that, and that's okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, this stuff means more to us because we didn't have all the things they had or have, like YouTube and all the different crazy video games, and they're distracted by other stuff. 
Right, yeah. I mean, this was this was our distraction in our late teens, like, yeah. and even earlier. Well, definitely for you. mine. Definitely mine. Right. So, yeah, I'm definitely hoping that it continues and come like the mid to late teens, our kids actually really get into it and appreciate it. Yeah, and we talk about Vegeta a lot, and like this is really, you know, him and Goku's fight. It's really interesting as we get around to the end of this that, you know, even. You know, Vegeta thought he had the one up on Goku and he beat him in this fight, right? Even though he kind of tricked him in the end. But he still won, but he also did it so he could be the one to save the day. And it wasn't necessarily for ego. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's but still... But he, like he, wanted, being... he wanted to be the one to save everyone for once. Right, yeah, he didn't. he's getting tired of being sidelined, yeah. which is like what you were talking about before where he's the punching bag before the final boss, you know what I mean? And you could say, you could totally chalk it up to being the same as like when he was against Cell. Yeah. But I don't see it the same way. No, so I, I think the <coughs> Cell thing was a complete turnaround for him. Like when he went off, when he saw Trunks go down during the Cell games, like that was that a was different turnaround. That yeah, was that, the turnaround. Yeah. It's simpler, it's... The same as when Beerus slaps Bulma. Yep, totally. The same, same like, fucking thing. Don't touch my Bulma, Vegeta goes ape shit. Because before that, like, you remember... I love that, my Bulma. Yeah. and we'll... I love that he says that. And, like, that really fucking... It, that's that classic, you know, tough guy. He doesn't like showing emotion. He doesn't like showing affection to his wife. But you fuck with her. All of a sudden, it's my Bulma. Right, yeah. And you're fucking done, bitch. Right, and what's crazy is, like, leading into that scene, like, Vegeta's one of the few that's like, oh, fuck, I know who this is. Like, he fucking loves her. He loves her so much. Right, but, like, there's a huge contrast before that moment where Vegeta's, like, groveling at Beerus' feet because he remembers Beerus. Yeah. Like, he he remembers when his dad had an interaction with Beerus. But even a god... Right. Doesn't get to touch my wife. Exactly. So and like that's that's kind of the the pinnacle moment for Vegeta in Super was that, right? Like it really shows you how far he's come, even from where he's at now in the series, what we're talking about with the boo stuff, right? Like, yeah, he's much more settled into the, like the family the guy. Full, but... This is the full turning point to where he goes from being selfish to struggling struggling with the fact that he no longer is and he he has a hard time dealing with the fact that he cares about people and the people yeah, around other than him. himself and he likes earth and he doesn't want it to be destroyed and right and then for the rest of the series for the rest of like the boo saga and through super like all you see him do is put up a facade of arrogance uh-huh knowing like he's full keep well the front. it's not actually there anymore yeah or at least not completely. He's still no, arrogant. It's, it's there, but it's not selfish arrogance. Right, yeah. He still wants to be the strongest, and that's fine, but he doesn't do it. And I've said this a bunch. It's not at all costs anymore. Right. It's as protecting long as I protect his, my family. Protecting his family is what's important. That's yeah. the big shift. And that's what he's struggling with here. Yeah, definitely. Is so. that, that want and that need to protect the people that he loves. Yep. When he's never loved anyone in his life. Yep, before that, yeah. That's like, that's the big thing is he, he doesn't even know what love is at this point or he doesn't think he does. Yeah, he's just... Or, and maybe he feels undeserving of that love. 
Yeah, it's possible. It's hard to pick apart his psychology. So like, for even him, though we've been watching him for, you know, hundreds of episodes at this point, like the, I think, um, I want to say like episode like two forty ish, is where you start getting into the actual boo fighting. Um, so you know you got a couple well, hundred. Short, shortly after this, uh, is when. Vegeta decides to sacrifice sacrifice himself against Boo, and I'm really excited to talk about that. Yeah, we're next gonna, episode. Yeah, we're gonna say that's that. gonna be. That was literally one of the most pivotal moments in the show, and it it, it affected me in on like a personal level when it came to like being a father. Yeah. And I'll get more into that next episode. We got to wrap this up. We're getting close to our hour and thirty. Yeah, and I, um, I think this is a good point to wrap it up in general. Like, we don't want to start edging too much into the boo shit. No, not at all, because that all is deserving of its own shit. Yeah, and like I, I said, probably too. The, the moment where Vegeta sacrifices himself is maybe one of the most emotional and probably one of the greatest moments in that entire show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching that. It's so good. Yeah, like, the whole, like, I still think that probably overall, the Cell Saga, just, like, the the character development and the action is probably my favorite, but the Boo Saga is really fucking close in my mind. The speech that Vegeta gives. Yeah, right, see, and I don't remember right all of the speech, he, so I'm going to have to rewatch it. Yeah, where he's telling Boo that he says, I'm going to crush you. And throw you into the wind. And then he's telling him why he has to, you know what I mean? He's like, and he's like telling Goku and everyone, he's like, I do this for, it's like his point of resolve where he decides that he's about his family. Yeah. And fuck all the other shit. It's like one of the most beautiful moments of the show. I can't wait to talk about it. Word. Anyway, I think we should wrap it up for today. Mm -hmm. I think we covered things fairly well. Um, like we said, this whole section's kind of fillery. Um, the Underworld Tournament was pretty meh, except for the PyCon stuff. The Great Saiyaman shit is basically like a, a really long-witted comedy skit. Yeah. Like, And there's just little little bits here and there that were sprinkled. Um, that were important and relevant later on. But, but we're not here to recap every single episode, and it's yeah. important to note, is that we are trying to hit key points of the show that are important to us. Maybe they're different for you, and that's fine. Like, um, But we're definitely not here to necessarily just recap the show. We want to talk about certain things. And if you're listening to this, you've definitely seen the show before or maybe you're interested in seeing it or you're in the middle of watching it and we don't want to spoil every damn thing yeah exactly so like the just kind of continuing on that like the the stuff that's important to us and like we've decided to take kind of a a, a vegeta focused stance recently just because, just because he's our favorite right like he's his character arc through the whole show is just fantastic it really fucking is. Like I And we're getting into so much good shit when it comes to that. Yep. And like yeah, it's just too good to not focus on it, honestly. Like Goku's awesome and like he's clearly the main character, air quotes, but like I feel like 
Vegeta was a much better written character throughout think, the entire show. I feel show. like they've taken up that role together now. Yeah, definitely. They're both the main character. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially when you get into, like, the Boo stuff and then going into Super. Like, they are they are co-chairs on this shit. Yes. So. Which is good to see because, you know, Vegeta always was deserving of that, that level. But to see him earn it. Yep, made it that much better. Made it so much better to see him come out the other end as, like, okay. It's like he had every reason to not turn out okay, and he does. Yep. So, I on think the, we should end on that note right Yeah, there. on that note, um, like we said, Vince was sick today. I think this was better without him. Uh, we, should think about, we should think about just... Like, usually he holds my hand through the whole thing. I'm just kidding. And I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Like, true. my left hand just feels real fucking empty, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss you, Vince. Well, he'll be back next week. Damn. Uh, no main show podcast this week. Um, Bill is out of town. Um, so, uh, we will be back in full effect next week, obviously, uh, with the main show and Dragging These Balls. Um. Don't forget to check out thecomiczone.com. Um, we have links to anywhere you can get the podcast there. Um, Spotify, Spotify YouTube. YouTube. We're on TikTok. All the good things. Thanks for what? As a moth, bro. Oh. I got you. Yeah, we're sitting outside. We're out on its porch. Yeah, my legs are fucking freezing. Are they? Yeah, dude. I'm fucking cold. Let's see. Eat a dick, bitch. This has been Dragging These Balls. Thanks for joining us. Peace out. Say bye, Ted. Bye, Ted. Oh, oh.